I'm Bishop Robert. Each life is a story. We don't remember days, we remember moments that touch our hearts. I want to invite you to come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of scripture and how to apply it to those moments that fill up our lives. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. You know, some things are what one might call polar opposites. The absolute antithesis of one another. They just don't mix. Today, let's talk about a pair of opposites that you might not have considered. Welcome to Mornings with Bishop Robert. Thanks for joining me. I'm really grateful that you're here. My goal is to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and then help them get to know him and his word personally and better. So if our time together today speaks to your heart, then let me invite you to like, subscribe, and also share this with a friend. You know, some things just cannot be paired up. You can't have a broad-minded bigotry or callous warmth. One can't be ignorantly perceptive or cheerfully angry. <laughs> I mean, they just can't go together. The very nature of one thing excludes the other. Love and selfishness are like that. They're mutually exclusive. See, love always seeks the good of the one who's loved. But selfishness can't take its eyes off its own ambition, even at the expense of others. When your eyes are focused on yourself, well, you're certainly going to miss the big picture. Today's verse tells us where you've got envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. A good lesson in the difference between love and selfish ambition can be found in the 10th chapter of Mark's Gospel. Jesus and his disciples are on the road up to Jerusalem when he, he takes them aside from the crowds and he tells them, for the third time, <laughs> what's about to happen in the city. We're going up to Jerusalem, he says, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They'll condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock him and spit on him, flog him, and kill him. But three days later, he'll rise. I mean, can you imagine? Jesus has just told the ones closest to him that this is the trip that's going to become the turning point in history. Betrayal, death, resurrection. <laughs> That's heavy stuff. I mean, I can almost see them walking up towards the city and just wondering what all this meant. Ah, but then James and John, <laughs> the ones who had already earned the nickname of Sons of Thunder, jump in to make sure they get their request heard. <laughs> uh, teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> well, that's the kind of question that's sure to raise eyebrows. 
It's a prelude to a huge request. When you get this introduction, you can bet there's a whopper of a demand coming right around the corner. And there was. Would you let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory? <laughs> Wasn't just his glory they were concerned about. <laughs> wow. Uh, you want to learn a Hebrew word? The Hebrew word for that is chutzpah. <laughs> I mean, the insensitivity of the timing is hard to fathom. Jesus had just described his imminent death, a death that was going to be painful and brutal. And James and John saw it as the best moment for them to ask for an eternal favor. Uh, I'm dumbfounded by the mere thought of it. Uh, you know, you got to love the way the Bible presents us with the good, the bad, and the ugly in its dealings with people. We get to see them, <laughs> warts and all. It's encouraging to see that the fouled up people that God can use <laughs> gives me hope. <sighs> Where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. James and John drop their request on the table and their envy and selfish ambition is on full display. Well, when the other 10 disciples heard it, well, they became indignant with James and John. <laughs> their problem was obvious too. Hey, those guys want to take my place. <laughs> Every one of them had wanted the positions of highest honor. They were angry that James and John had beaten them to the punch by asking for it first. This wasn't the first time they were arguing about which one of them was going to be the greatest. Sadly, it wouldn't be the last. Jesus knows the best antidote for a heart focused on itself is to turn it outward toward others. Real power is found in humility and service, not pride and position. So he tells them that whoever wants to be the greatest needs to look to become the greatest servant. The one who wants to be first on the list should choose to become the slave of everyone. The path to true greatness isn't found at the head of an army or in the C-suite of a company. Many a person ruled by selfish ambition has gotten there and destroyed themselves. Now, the, the true test of greatness is found in the ability to serve. As I said earlier, some things are polar opposites. You can't mix them. Selfish love tops that list. Love isn't selfish. It's selfless. It's serving. It's focused on giving, not getting. Helping, not hurting. True love is the opposite of selfish ambition. It's the kind of love Jesus demonstrated on the road to Jerusalem that day. And the kind of love he put on display for all the world to see a few short days later, sacrificing his love and his life for ours. Where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But turn it around and with true love, You've got joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. James and John, as well as nine of the other disciples, eventually learned this lesson. James became the first of the disciples to die a martyr's death. John became known for his exemplary love of Christ. Only Judas lost the lesson entirely, swayed by a bag of money that bought his betrayal and nothing else. (laughs) Selfish ambition will destroy everything you have, even if it looks like you have everything. But true wealth, that's found in the priceless love of Jesus Christ and letting him lead you into his glory as he teaches you to love as he loves. We're out of time again, friends. Before you go, let me remind you, I I need your help to introduce people to the Jesus they never knew and then help let them get to know him and his word better, personally. Would you please like this video because it really does help more people see it. Then click follow or subscribe and that notification bell so that you and I can get together every time I post one of these every morning. Hey, one more thing. Would you share this video with a friend, please? Because as you do, that makes you part of the team, touching hearts all over the world with the love of Jesus. Thank you for helping.